Hello, everyone. Welcome to WCSU 411, the podcast about everything you don't really know about Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz, and today our guest is Ryan Reynolds, a graduate of the university who went out and did good. Now he's back to tell us about it. So, Ryan, what do you do there at Green Chimneys? Uh, so I'm the lead program facilitator for the outdoor education department, mm. uh, which basically I focus a lot on program development for uh, the outdoor education program and also uh, the summer camp. Uh, and I do a lot of training for the staff that come in uh, in the summer, the fall, and the spring. So program, you're uh, programming for things to get the students there involved and um, entertained or educated, right? Yeah, so um, for the outdoor education department, we will uh, have students come in and uh, we have them interact with nature in, uh, in a different way that they can in the classroom. Um, and we do a lot of adventure-based programming, like um, high ropes, uh, mm. low ropes, um, boating. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I should have had you describe what Green Chimneys is first, probably, and uh, what they what happens there. Right. So Green Chimneys, first and foremost, is um, a therapeutic day and residential program, uh, kind of like an alternative school mm -hmm. for kids that aren't so successful in a normal public school program. Um, but, you know, we, we also like to serve the community, which is uh, where the summer camp comes in. We have two summer camps at uh, the Clearpool location in Carmel, New York, mm -hmm. and the Brewster location. Um, we also do a lot of public programming, like the uh, pancake breakfast that's coming up in uh, March 10th, I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, we have guided hikes at Clearpool as well, uh, and uh, the... Um, Birds of Prey Day, uh, which is a huge event at Green Chimneys, uh, where we show we show our wildlife center. We bring in a lot of vendors and food trucks. It's a great public program uh, for families to attend, uh, and even celebrities sometimes come. Like Richard Gere is mm. actually, uh, yeah, and Neil Patrick Harris has attended in the past. No too. kidding. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think the Birds of Prey have come here too uh, for a. Afternoon show or something. Possibly, yeah, yeah. They go off campus, I guess, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's really a farm. Wasn't the idea, um, I forget the founder's name. Uh, uh, Dr. Ross, Dr. Samuel Ross. Right. Yep. And his idea was that kids with um, difficult backgrounds would uh, do better if they were kind of in a farm setting and they had animals to work with. Right. Yeah, so... Um, Definitely the, the uh, interacting with nature and animals, but uh, I, I believe a lot of it is uh, we're rehabilitating um, the wildlife that we bring in mm -hmm. or just taking care of the domestic animals, uh, mm -hmm. and that kind of helps rehabilitate the kids, yeah. So, uh, and the kids work with, like, rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. And these are, to use a non-clinical term, a lot of these kids <laughs> have really bad, uh, have had terrible things happen to them. They're broken and you're fixing them. Well, yeah. So we, we do have a lot of kids that are, um, they, uh, they've gone through some sort of trauma. Uh, but, you know, uh, we have all different demographics of kids that mm -hmm. come in uh, and we, we help, yeah, just uh, 
any type of behavioral issue that we'll, we'll uh, help them out with. So when I was in high school, I was a lousy student. I had no interest. Would that have been, are there students like that that come here? They aren't necessarily um, behavioral problems and they aren't breaking the law or anything, but they're uh, just not good students? Um, no, we will, uh, yeah, technically. You, you, you have to have uh, failed a couple of times to get mm. to Green Chimneys. Okay. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're a bad student or mm -hmm. a bad person. Uh, you just need extra support, and that's what we're there for. Mm -hmm. And how did you get involved in that? So um, it's, it's, a, it's a long story, but I'll try to keep it pretty short. We so, got plenty of time. Great. <laughs> um, so, we'll edit out the boring parts. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was actually, uh, I, I went to the summer camps ever since I was seven years old. No kidding. Yeah. Um, and Those are for everybody, right? Not yes, for kids. Who yes, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so eventually after going to the summer camp every year, uh, I became a CIT, then a junior counselor, then an activity leader. Mm -hmm. um, uh, even up until I, I started uh, going to WestCon, I was still spending every summer at Green Chimneys mm -hmm. in the summer camps. Then um, towards the end of my uh, time at WestCon, I uh, started working in the dorm buildings. Um, Here you mean? Or at Green Chimneys? In, at Green Chimneys, yes, yeah. yes. Um, uh, and that's kind, that's kind of where uh, I developed... Uh, <laughs> the skill set I needed for this type of career, and I I really decided that this is what I want to do. Mm. So yeah, uh, after some time uh, in the dorms, after I graduated from WestCon, I actually moved to Catalina Island, and then I moved to New Hampshire, uh, kind of just exploring other careers. But eventually. Um, I came back to Green Chimneys because I love it so much, and they offered a fantastic opportunity. I just couldn't say no, mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm obviously very passionate about it, so I'm very happy to be back. That's cool. It does raise a couple of questions, though. Like, okay. what kind of careers are on Catalina Island? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so I was a zipline guide on oh. Catalina <laughs> Island. Yeah. Uh, the other I mean, you know, uh, it's a... It's a vacation spot. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 20 miles off the coast of L.A. So uh, people go there. Uh, uh, college kids will go there to uh, be uh, waiters or waitresses. Um, it's a very service industry, mm. yeah, service-based industry. Hmm. I didn't realize there were so many people there. Well, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's the people that spend that are there uh, full year. Then there's the people that uh, just spend their summers there. And mm. then there's the people that come in on a daily basis, just vacationing. Yeah. Must yeah. have been kind of fun for a while, though. It was great. I mean, I was living in paradise. Yeah. Um, but after five months of living in paradise, I was like, get me off of this island. <laughs> so you went to New Hampshire. Instead. So I went to New Hampshire instead, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I moved to California to escape the cold and then moved to one of the coldest areas mm -hmm. uh, in the country. <laughs> so. And what did you do up there? Uh, in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. um, I was working as a dorm parent uh, at the Oliverian School, hmm. uh, which is an alternative boarding school. It, it is a fantastic school, um, very small. Their motto is um, a school as unique as its students, and that is so true. Hmm. It, it is um, the 
one of uh, the coolest places I've ever worked. Wow. And it's in a beautiful setting. It's in the White Mountains in New Hampshire. Hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, you've worked th three places, it sounds like. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very, yeah, those were the three significant moments, uh, yeah, careers in my life. What, um, so uh, these places where, like the Oliverian School and Green Chimneys, they do great work. It's really good. The places that are there that do work with uh, kids who need help, right? But these kids scare the rest of us, right, <laughs> who don't, uh, haven't been, who aren't involved with them. Right. So how do you... What's it like to work with kids who, I mean, some of them are really troubled, right, when they first get there? Yeah. Um, I mean, it obviously takes a certain person um, to be able to do it. Um, I have to say personally, you know, when, when I... Uh, when a kid is escalating, that's what we... we they're, they're escalating. They're... they're, uh, they're Having a fit or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't look at them as if they're strange or like this is a really ridic ridiculous reaction. Mm -hmm. You realize that they're reacting to an emotion and that's the only way they know how to react to it right now. Um, and all of us react to our emotions in different ways. That's just how they do it. Mm -hmm. um, so you remind yourself of that and you stay patient and, and you, you uh, just offer them coping skills um, you manage the environment so that they can stay safe and everyone else there can stay safe. Um, and you just kind of put out the fires as they come along. It's, it's, uh, it takes patience and uh, obviously a lot of thought, but it feels really good. Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, if you're working in the dorms and uh, the kids are uh, yelling and screaming at you all day long. But then at the end of the night, you get to, you know, they, they go into bed and they ask you to read them a bedtime story um, or to sit by their door so they feel more comfortable mm -hmm. going to bed. It, mm -hmm. it feels so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that's a great thing. And it, it, but it, there's really not a straight line, right? You have a good day and probably in a bad day. And, yeah. Uh, with each individual kid. Yep, absolutely. Because they're um, they're learning too, right? Yeah. How to deal with you're teaching them how to uh, manage their emotions and how they react to things. Right. Yeah. I mean, everyone wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> oh, I react uh, in, in inappropriately all the time. Do you? <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, actually, I should hire you to keep to hang around with me and yeah. to take care of me. Yeah, I'll be here once a one. I'll hang out with you all day. <laughs> make sure you can get through the day. <laughs> I would imagine that your friends appreciate you, right? Because you probably never react uh, negatively to their outbursts. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> or, um, You're probably a good calming presence, even for uh, people outside of your work area. I think I know how to be that calming presence when I should be, uh, but I, I've also been known to uh, instigate. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like to have my fun, too. <laughs> so uh, are you living there now? Are you a 24-hour kind of person? Yes. So I do live on site. Um, I, I have certain obligations that, you know, if, if there's a visiting school group hmm. um, staying with us, um, I, I'm available 24-7 for them, along with a couple of other people. Other schools make field trips to Green Chimneys? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We, yep. Uh, schools will come um, and we'll lead all of our, our um adventure programming with them and uh, take them into the forest and teach them about, you know, tree ID, um, hmm. plant ID, uh, forest ecology. Yeah. It's That's really cool. cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so does that seem to work with the kids who uh, 
the students there. It gives them a different kind of outlet than they've had before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think whenever you involve nature uh, into any sort of uh, therapy or education, it has a much deeper impact for mm -hmm. the kids. That's yeah. cool. And the farm, are you involved in the farm part of it? Is there still a farm there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The farm's huge. We mm. have... Um, so I'm, I'm not really involved in the farm. I mm -hmm. do uh, sometimes have the opportunity to take care of some of the animals on the weekends mm. um, when uh, somebody needs to feed them and let them out and everything. Um, but we have over 200 animals. Mm. And we have, you know, regular thing, uh, animals like um, sheep, goats, pigs. But then we also have camels and emus, <laughs> which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And then obviously all of our wildlife as well, all of the birds of prey, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You aren't a, a what do they call the, a falconer? I'm not. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Which seems like that would be cool too. That would be amazing. Mm. Yeah, I wish I knew how to do that, but um, no. I think that takes a lot of skill and patience and and years. Yeah, yeah, but you have patience. I have patience for humans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, a sheep though, or a camel? You right. Don't, I don't really know how to relate to them. <laughs> no. That's good. Yeah, You're in the right job then. Yeah. And so. what was your major here at Westcon? I was a music education major. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally uh, went down a different path. Not totally. I mean, education. Yeah, education, there. yeah. I graduated with a BA in music, though, uh, towards the end of my uh, my time here. Mm -hmm. I kind of realized I probably wasn't going to become a music teacher. Um, so... I changed majors to uh, BA music so I could graduate early and start this career uh, in the more therapeutic. Hmm. Um, yeah, because you knew you were doing that at the same time at Green Chimneys, right? Right, so exactly. Kinda... Yeah, and I also was involved in the what's called the Western Connection program here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which um, so that also kind of helped me. Uh, which is kids developmentally. Um... How do we say it? Divide the kids with developmental issues, right? Who yeah. go on after high school and they're working here, they're studying here. Yeah, so it's it kind of helps them um, assimilate into the culture of uh, the university culture, the college culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we they take a couple of classes. Uh, they have a mentor who um, just helps them study and prepare for their their schoolwork. Um, we help them apply to. Uh, other colleges in the area, or um, they get, uh, they'll bring us their job applications that we help them with. Hmm. It's a very cool program. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. And do, so somewhere like junior or senior in college here, you realize that uh, you weren't going to stand in front of a class teaching flute or something. As right. It was going to be. Yeah. I always, I, I always wanted to be, um, that presence in a school for, for kids to feel safe. Um, and I kind of realized that there was a little bit more to that <laughs> when, you're, when you're a music teacher. You know, uh, you actually have to uh, buckle down and uh, teach these kids music. Right. <laughs> like I wasn't just going to be this, uh, this, uh, this safe zone. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I do love music and I love teaching it. I had an opportunity to teach music theory classes at the Oliverian School. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I am still passionate about that, but I'm more driven um, to help kids emotionally. Mm -hmm. And... Uh... What do you do? You play certain instruments. So I was a, a voice major here. No, no kidding. Yeah, um, I started. I mean, you know, I've played plenty of instruments. I, I started playing the French horn in the school in middle school, baritone horn, and then when I got here, every music major has to have um, 
they need to know they need to be fluent in all of the instruments. Mm-hmm. So uh, I learned trumpet, trombone, saxophone, uh, oboe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I play a few things. Yeah, but singing is that's your instrument, right? Yes. Yeah. And also, music theory is very difficult. I understand. So. Uh, how was that teaching that to these kids uh, in New Hampshire? Is it, did they want to be there or were you uh, having to strap them down and make them listen to you or what? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so um, I, I had a very good foundation in music theory uh, from my high school music teacher, Gwen Whitman. Mm. Which school? Uh, New Fairfield High School. Mm. Yeah. So um, – uh, that actually came pretty easy to me once I was in college. Mm. Uh, so when I brought it to New Hampshire, it felt good to be teaching that. But yeah, definitely my students, you know, I had to track them down and make sure they would come <laughs> to class. And when they were in class, I really didn't. I needed to make sure that um, it was going to be engaging enough for them to uh, get anything out of it. Because mm-hmm. um, otherwise, you know, they would just sleep through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how did you end up at Westcon then? Um, well, I you know I'm from New Fairfield, mm-hmm. which is very close by, so um, it was easy enough to. I I wanted to commute to school. Mm. Uh, I I did live at Westcon for a few semesters, but it felt nice to have like a home base and have that support mm-hmm. system um, while I was going through college. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good reason. Yeah. And so it worked out. You were happy with your education here. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. I I love Westcon. Mm. Um, I think in high school, uh, especially being so close, people kind of like look down on Westcon, and yeah, they they, they, do. they think that it's like this. You might as well be going to a community college, mm-hmm. but this is a university, like uh, an accredited accredited university, mm-hmm. um, and the professors are amazing, especially the music department. Um, you know, we had fantastic staff, Dr. Isaacs, mm-hmm. Dr. Astrup, um, Dr. Jimenez, Hirschfield, O'Grady, Callahan. <laughs> yeah. They are fantastic educators. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I got such a fantastic experience coming from Westcon, and I, I feel very confident in my education. Mm. Um, and I obviously, uh, I didn't feel limited either because I was also able to get a lot of um, – I was able to work through college and get all of that work experience mm-hmm. so that when I left, I I entered the field immediately with ease. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I love Westcon. Yeah. <laughs> My experience here was fantastic. That's cool. And so other people, students here have that opportunity to do kind of what you did, right? Uh, uh, do the summer job, summer camp jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, – the summer camp, uh, we have a location in Brewster and one in Carmel. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're, they're close enough by so that uh, if you are if you live in the area, you can take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives you a lot of experience that people are looking for um, when, when you get out of college. Uh, working with kids, being in constant com- communication with your supervisors, uh, even knowing how to work with other people mm. is so important. Um, so, yeah. And it's a lot of it's outside, right? Oh, yeah. We're outside all day. Yeah. Even if it's raining. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Um, And you're helping kids – you're working – helping kids uh, learn how to um, grow up in a sense, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You work with all ages or what? Yes. Our camp – 
we have kids coming in uh, from age four all the way to um, 14, 15. That's our CIT program, mm. the, old, the 14 and 15-year-olds. Um, and then, you know, camp is such a we, – we have such a family that uh, people continue coming year after year. So once, once you've gone through the CIT program, everyone becomes junior counselors, then counselors. Um, and we also uh, – what's really cool about our camp is uh, we hire over 100 staff uh, that are international. Hmm. So we have people coming from the UK, Australia, Germany, Poland. Uh, so you've got this really diverse culture there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, especially as a staff member, you get to know these people. Uh, you get to learn about their culture and their country. Um, and then at the end of the summer, you have friends all over the world right. to then go visit and explore those countries. Which have is cool. you done that yet? <laughs> no and i always people always you know they they get pretty upset with me because I, every time i plan um a new trip or a vacation mm-hmm. um I, I never make it you, go <laughs> to, you stay other, in new fairfield i don't i doubt i don't stay in new fairfield i um i i've done a lot of the united states mm. yeah i really want to explore this country before i move on to yeah. uh, somewhere else um so no i haven't made it <laughs> to the but UK you got these new friends coming in every summer, so mm-hmm. what the heck? You'll have uh, plenty of places to stay, no matter when you do it. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, I'll, I definitely will make it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you plan to stay at Green Chimneys? And sounds like for a while, anyway. Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm really passionate about Green Chimneys, and they're also they uh, have really good opportunities for their employees. Hmm. I mean, besides the fact that I live there, um, I get great benefits, and uh, they also. Um, they help pay for my master's degree, mm. um, which I, I'm applying to a few programs right now. But uh, I wouldn't be able to get my master's degree without the help of Green Chimneys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And what kind of – what's the subject going to be for your master's? School counseling. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm actually applying to Westcon uh, yeah. and That's good. two other schools. So <laughs> <laughs> Good. And, uh, you know, the Dr. Ross's wife, who I guess is a co-founder of Green Chimney, she was an alum here, too. She was. Yeah, she mm-hmm. got I, she got one of her master's degrees here. I don't remember. I remember talking to her about it once. Um, I don't know what it was in, but she loves Westcom. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They have a scholarship here and everything. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Good. Is there anything else you want to say about uh, Green Chimneys or anything before we wrap up? Um, just that. uh it's a fantastic organization uh, full of opportunities, uh, whether you want to work in the summer camp with us or uh, if you want to uh, work in the child care department, uh, the farm department, uh, should really keep Green Chimneys in mind mm. if you're going to West Con. Uh, if you work at the summer camp, you can put your foot in the door uh, to open uh, opportunities post-graduation. Um, and... Uh, it really gives you a lot of experience that other companies and other organizations are looking for. Mm-hmm. Green Chimneys is a fantastic place uh, to put on your resume. So, yeah. Because you do things, a whole bunch of different things there. You aren't uh, just concentrating on, say, accounting. You're, if you are doing any accounting, you're also managing people and uh, issues and problems and problem solving, right? Yeah, exactly. It's cool. And so should – if students listening to this want a job there, should they call you? Um, 
Not me. <laughs> I mean, you can contact me, and I can point you in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but no, I would. I would. Uh, you can check out our website. We also have a glass door website uh, where you can see the job opportunities. There is a, a career fair coming up hmm. where you can actually meet Green Chimney's recruiters uh, March 27th, I believe. You mean here on campus? Here on campus, yeah. yes. And I think in the student center. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's also, we are having a job fair at Green Chimney's. I brought a flyer. One sec. Oh, I need to, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the uh, residential life um, department yeah, so Saturday, February 23rd, they're having a hiring, hiring event from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So At Brewster? At Brewster, yes. Yeah, yes. Cool. Yeah. So everybody should go there. Absolutely. Sounds like yeah. you have a lot of openings. We do, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, we have a lot of uh, opportunities right now, mm -hmm. uh, especially for college-age kids, either mm -hmm. uh, about to graduate or um, are have graduated from WestCon uh, trying to look for... A career. They've done their zip line thing and now they're coming back right, to reality. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, you've been a great ambassador for them. It's good to meet you. And yeah. uh, uh, thanks for talking about Green Chimneys and Westcon and everything else. Right. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Before Chantel joins us, I want to remind listeners about some of our other Westcon podcasts. A newer one is hosted by communication professor Jackie Guzda, and it's called Behind the Curtain. Dr. Guzda likes to analyze our political scene, so if you like that too, listen in as she explains the dark maneuvers of our overlords. And as regular listeners know, WCSU 411 comes to you from Western Connecticut State University, which offers a high-quality, affordable education. If you have questions about enrolling at WestCon, and who doesn't, send an email to admissions at wcsu.edu. And now, recorded live in the basement of Whitehall, here's co-host Chantel Williams. Hi, Chantel. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm good, too. Great. <laughs> I was wondering, though, about whether you've been spreading the word about our podcast and telling all your friends and family and putting it on social media. I have. I so haven't good. put it on social media yet. I'm trying to get a good uh, picture or something so we can put up there. But I have been spreading the word and I'm just getting students to try to listen and uh, tune in. <laughs> good. Yeah. Are they doing that? They are, yes. <laughs> My hey, friends are. Then yeah. we're all good, then. You <laughs> yes. have lots of friends, right? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and I announced it to all the clubs that I'm in, so uh, that's good. <laughs> I try to spread the word as much as I can. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> it's the best podcast. You tell them that, right? Yes, it's the it's best, the best one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good. So what's happening this week? Well, this week on Tuesday, the 26th, we have a Black Heritage Month um, speaker, Claire Smith. She's coming in. Um, she was a host and um, interviewer. And she worked for ESPN, mm -hmm. and um, she's coming in to talk to students. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good uh, uh, lecture. And um, she will cover like major league baseball, um, and then she'll talk about her time that she spent as a writer for the New York Times. Mm -hmm. And then um, she was a recipient for the J. G. Taylor's uh, Award. And um, yeah, she wrote like many. Uh, baseball-driven uh, articles for the New York Times and things like that. And 
She was yes. the first, uh, that award she got was from the Baseball Hall of Fame. She yes. was the first black woman yes. writer to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes, and I think it's important that students come out and hear her and uh, hear her journey and what it took to get to that level and uh, some of the obstacles she may have to mm. have overcome um, and the fact that how she feels about it all. And I, I, I think it would be a very interesting lecture to hear because you just never know, like, how the journey is for some people. You know, they may it may seem like it's a great, you know, and it's, it's really easy. But when you get to hear their stories and hear, like, the struggles and things that they had to go through and the emotional part of it, oh, yeah. uh, it could be very compelling to hear. So, she was a yes. groundbreaker. And when she started, yes. n- there were very few women Right. at all covering baseball. Right. So there's a lot of hostility that yes. way, I think, and sexism. She started at the Hartford Current, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And the level, I just think about when I hear this about how hard it is to get, like, respect and, you yep. know, for people to actually respect what you're you're Even talking today. about. Yeah. Because, right. you know, you don't hear much about women, especially black women in baseball, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah. writing about it and getting awards for it. Nope. So um, the respect level, it must have been hard to try to gain that and, like, mm-hmm. you know, and have people understand, like, I, you know, she really knows what she's talking about when That's it comes right. to baseball. So I think it's very interesting. I think... All students should come out to hear it. Even if you're not a baseball fan, you can come That's out right. and uh, listen and just hear about her journey. Um, and I think it's, it's I think it's just going to be powerful. And it's going to be on Midtown Campus in Ives Concert Hall at 6.30 p.m. Good. Yes. On February 26th, uh, right? February 26th, yes. Good. Yeah, so that should be interesting. Uh, let's see. There's so many uh, workshops. There's a career uh, career. Fair prep workshop um, that's happening the same day. It's happening February um, the 27th on Wednesday, and that's going to take place in room 212 on Westside Campus Center. Um, the Career Success Center will host this uh, career fair prep, and anybody that um, is looking to start their career or not really started or just don't know the direction of which they want to, you know, what they want to mm-hmm. do with their major or their career. This is a great way to prepare and just go to the fair and see, you know, options and, and also network and link up with uh, different people and, you know, get your name out there because you never know what direction your major is going to lead you to. You might have a direction and it's going to take you in a totally different way. So it's important to go to these career fairs to just get an idea and just, uh, kind of start you off on your path that mm-hmm. you think you might want to go and just make it aware. And the networking is so important. Yes. More yes. likely to get a job that way than yes. through um, uh, answering a ad. Right. And I think that's one of the most important things that uh, uh, college students that we have to do, especially our junior and senior years. I mean, I, I would say not wait that long. Just Mm-mm. get it started as soon as you can. But uh, I say junior and senior year because that's when most college students know exactly, you know, their major and things of which they want to do. So it's just a great st- a way to get a head start in the industry that you are looking for to go into and just start networking and getting your number out there, getting your name out there and letting people know, okay, I'm serious about what I want to do. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to working with you in the future and just showing people like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a force to be reckoned with. And so look for That's me right. after I, I graduate. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to feel weird about walking up to people you don't know and introducing right. yourself because right. that's what they expect at these yeah. things. And they you want just you have to that confidence level also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think um, I, I actually went to one career fair and it was very empowering. It was very uh, eye opening because. There's so many different ways I can go in my field of social mm-hmm. work. Um, but then it kind of helped me to, um, 
I would say like kind of dissect it a little bit so that I have three main focuses now. I mm. kind of know uh, what my age group, what my population I want to work with. So it helped me out a lot. And it helped me also with resources in my mm. community, who I can connect with that will help me, you know, further me in my path. So that's that was fantastic. Yes. That was a thing here? Yes, it was. It was at WestCon. And so (laughs) a lot of students don't know about, you know, the opportunities that we have here. Mm -hmm. And the Career Center is always open. You can always willingly go in there and and talk to them. Even if it's not about your major, Mm -hmm. you can talk to them about a job that you want during the summer or an internship. They do a lot of internship work, paid or or not paid, just volunteer. Um, In Connecticut, out of state, there's so many opportunities that they present with students, but we have to have the initiative to go and talk to them. So um, when they have fears, I really encourage my classmates and my my peers to go to these fairs because they learn a lot of information. We can get a lot of information. And How did you figure that. it out? I heard it from my boss because <laughs> we get the flyers in and out. Right. And then I also seen it on social media. Hmm. And then um, so I said, all right, let me just go check it out because I had time in between class. And so I sat and I, I checked out the fair and I talked to many different people. And I talked to uh, a woman that worked in the career um, center, and she just helped me guide my way. And she was Mm. like, hey, you know, you live here. Here's all the services that are here that's around you that you may have not known were here. And also she showed me that there's a lot of jobs that I can start working now that I don't need a bachelor's degree for or a master's degree for, and I'm still working in my field. So it's just a great way to get my feet wet and, and things like that. So hmm, That is great. Yeah, I would say that, you know, take those opportunities when we get them because this is free, mm-hmm. one thing, and then, you know, we don't have to – can, we can use them while we're here right. and utilize them, yeah. Good. Yes. <laughs> so go out to that workshop. Um, Sodexo will be hosting a seafood house. Um, it's going to take place Wednesday, um, February the – 27th again um, and then it's going to take place from 4.30 to 7.30 in the Danbury Room um, Midtown Student Center and um, students can use a meal swipe, flex points, connect cash cash or credit card and faculty and staff and the public can pay $15 and they are serving fish they're serving all seafood it sounds like so <laughs> I would say if you're a seafood lover, this is for you. And unfortunately, I'm not a seafood lover, but (laughs) I would say still go because you want to get get seafood. So you can network. (laughs) Yes, I network. (laughs) (laughs) So I encourage all my seafood lovers to go out and uh, enjoy a nice meal for uh, Sodexo. Yes. (laughs) And on Sunday, the twenty. Is it the twenty fourth? Or the twenty, let's see, yes, the 24th, the Black uh, Social, not Social Works, the Black Student Union will be hosting a Soul Food Sunday with a twist. Mm. So they will have traditional um, mac and cheese, uh, collard greens, fried chicken, and then they will also have um, Jamaican-infused foods, such Mm. as oxtails, rice and peas. And then they will also have Latin uh, yeah. infused food. Cool. So, yes, it's a, Boy, that's a whole food. thing. Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> We have a lot of food plus dessert. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of food. And it's open to students and faculty also. So and where is that? Out. It's going to be on Midtown Campus in the Student Center restaurant. So mm. right before you hit the calf, that mm. little, that nice room, dining room, it's going to be right in there. And um, it starts at 6, six o'clock on Sunday. 
That's nice. Yes, and it's going to, you know, come. Everyone wants a nice home-cooked meal, you know, especially on Sunday, you know, just to wind down the weekend. And so it's open and free to students. There's no mill swipe required, no flex points required. It's all free. Wow. Yes, all you free. Have a big, you better have a lot of food there. Then. Yes, we're going to have a lot of food. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're prepared <laughs> for a lot of food. So, yes, come out and eat with the uh, Black Student Union, and uh, we're going to play some games and just socialize with each other. And yeah, That would be great. Yes, it's a great event. You know, you can never say no to free food. No, you're right. <laughs> and uh, let's see. And then now we're heading into March, <laughs> and uh, so February is going by really fast. So now we're getting into March, and uh, starting March, there's going to be a resume workshop, um, and it's going to be brought to you by the Career Success Center, um, and they will be hosting this resume workshop 9 a.m. in room 202 of Midtown Student Center. And again, this is as great as the career uh, fair because at the career fair, you should, and it's recommended that you bring a resume. So I suggest you go to this uh, workshop and help build your resume Mm -hmm. and uh, make sure it's nice and polished so that when you do start networking, you have it nice and ready for. Yeah, exactly. um, I see a lot of resumes that are no good. So it's uh, not that hard to, for anybody to put all the right information in the resume. And it's also important, like, to keep updating it. Mm -hmm. That's what I've learned, that it's important to keep updating and making sure all your information is accurate and up-to-date because you never know when, okay, sending your resume right now, a job may say that, and then you have to be on your – it has to be ready and polished Mm -hmm. and things like that because that's the first thing that they see is your resume and see, okay – is she organized? Is she not? You know, so it's a representation of you overall. Yeah. So um, it, it's a great workshop, and um, I, I think students, all students, whether you're a freshman or a senior, uh, should go. And if you have a copy of your resume, they suggest that you bring it. Um, if you don't, it's okay. But if you do have a, a copy of your resume, they suggest that you bring it so we can make uh, they can make corrections as right. they go along. So cool. Yes. Yeah, it's a great workshop, mm-hmm. and it's just again building ourselves up for uh, the future. <laughs> That's what it's all about here, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> In March 2nd, on uh, the Westside uh, Campus Ballroom at 8 p.m., PAC will be hosting their annual bingo. And I went to bingo, I believe, every semester. Wow. Yes. And I have not won yet, oh. <laughs> but I'm confident that before I leave, I will get a prize. We'll have to keep track of that. Yes. Like, I, I feel like I'm getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. At least a raffle. I'll be happy with at least a raffle. <laughs> but I get close every time. I literally needed one more number, and then I would have bingo, but someone always, always gets it before mm-hmm. me. So... I'm like, oh, no. But it's a great turnout. PAC does a wonderful job with the prizes. Uh, last time they had AirPods, mm. Apple Apple AirPods. They had a TV, um, and they had, like, this old-school Nintendo game set. No yes. kidding. Yeah, and it was uh, that was the grand prize. And they have raffles in between gift cards to Texas Row House and mm. Walmart and things like that. So bingo is always fun, and it's it's good to see the whole school come together and kind of compete because it, it gets very intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone, as soon as you see someone standing up that's almost about to get a bingo, they're like, no, sit down. <laughs> sit down like you don't have it. 
But um, it's really fun, and you can come with your friends, and you don't have to pay for anything. It's a free event, and all students are welcome to play, and it's just fun. It's that a, seems great. Yes. And what would you have done if you had won that Nintendo game? I'm not sure if I would have sold it. <laughs> or played with it. I probably would have gave it to my dad most likely oh, yeah. because he like yeah he likes video games and stuff like that. And he probably knows about more about it than I do. Mm-hmm. So um, I probably would have gave it to him. Yeah, he, he would have liked that. Yeah, he probably would have. This a thought that counts. Yeah, for it would have been a nice gift for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping to get a camera. I've been trying to get this camera <laughs> for the longest that they had. <laughs> so I'm hoping to get the camera this time. I'll mm-hmm. be super happy. But uh, it, it's just fun playing bingo. <laughs> and what day is that? This is going to March 2nd. Okay. Yes, so we'll all be o'clock. thinking about you and sending you good thoughts. Yes, so uh, hopefully send camera. all your, your blessings my way so that I can get bingo and I can get <laughs> get a prize. <laughs> all right. And next week you'll tell us whether you won or not, Yes, right? I will. Yes. I'm sure you will. All right. Good. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Chantel. Thank that was you. great. I hope I see you all at bingo. <laughs> <laughs> And also uh, Soul Food Day, right? Yes, Soul Food Sunday. I hope I see you out there and we can have a nice meal and talk about strategies of winning the game of bingo and getting (laughs) prizes. Yes. (laughs) It works all together. Yes, we just all all put it together. (laughs) But yes, I hope I see all of you guys at these events and uh, these uh, workshops. All right. Well, we'll hear about it next week. Will you give us an update Update. on both those things? Yes, I will. Good. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Thank you, as always, to our producer, Scott Volpe, and engineer, Pete Puccio, who makes sure these podcasts are available to our many listeners. Remember, WCSU 411 is absolutely free, so there's no reason not to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. We're waiting there for you on every platform. We want you to leave a comment and share with your friends and relatives or comment on Twitter at WCSU411. For Chantel Williams, I'm Paul Steinmetz, and this is WCSU411.